Hello, and welcome to Unsheathed with your hosts, Kyle Gold and Cam Hirosaki. We hope that you enjoy the program. Please stick around afterwards. There'll be cake and blowjobs. Hi, welcome to Unsheathed number 77. I am uh, only slightly sniffly Kyle Gold. That's what she said. That, that doesn't fall doesn't at all. doesn't work at all. No, I picked the one epithet <laughs> that you could not use that after. I am non-sequitur Cam Hirosaki. And uh, joining us in our discreet mountain location is our special guest. I'm I'm Blender. Nice to be here. Hey, Blender. We finally roped nice you to, in. Nice to nice to have you here. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> That's well, what she said. Uh, <laughs> but how can you expect me to perform when he is so late on his cues? At least I'm not stepping on your cues. No, that would be rude. Um, so Suit up. <laughs> <laughs> so we are. Uh, yes, we've we've added a new uh, a new television show to have uh, inside jokes from, yeah. which will I'm sure amuse and amaze all of y'all now. Um, so we are back here in the Secure Mountain bunker location for the first time in. Uh, I just estimated on Twitter seven weeks, but it might be longer than that actually. Because we've been back from our travels for two weeks and we haven't recorded here. Yeah, um, it's been a long time. Because I don't. The think last time we recorded was early March, I think. We got. I think we recorded like on a you know on a weeknight one time. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna say it's it was been like the second week of March. It's or been maybe about a month, a little over a month, perhaps. Yeah. But it feels like a long time because yeah. um, Kit and I have been just on the road constantly. Um, I don't know how some of those other famous authors do it, but uh, we've been to Furry Fiesta in Dallas, which was awesome. We went up to Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle, which was also awesome. We came back here, went to FogCon in San Francisco, which uh, you accompanied us mm-hmm. on that one. Um, we went out to FWA in Atlanta, which I think I've talked about. Yep. And we went to New York City for a book signing. Actually, in episode 76, you have not yet gone to FWA. Right. But I talked about FWA and the New York trip in the, the Lost episode. Yes. We have an actual Lost episode now. Yes. Uh, which we kept promising to recreate, but I don't think we're doing that tonight. So, uh, in Some brief... Stuff happened. There were nerds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in brief, live show at Fairy Fiesta was great. Um, Furry Fiesta was the con where I, I found out that two mothers of fans have been reading my books and met one of them. Uh, that is becoming a more and more common trend in the fandom that I'm seeing is like meeting people's moms. Uh, actually, we were on Don Rio's live stream and his mom came on the live stream. I want to meet Don Rio's mom. <laughs> she sounds awesome, actually. <laughs> I bet she does. That's why. She, she sounds as awesome as he is, which is really entertaining. Uh so yeah, the um, mother of Brociadin, <laughs> god and, of the uh, Brocian, and it's just been a month of meeting just a whole bunch of different people. So you know, Furry Fest and FWA, we we met all kinds of amazingly wonderful furries. Um, New York City, we met a bunch of furries and uh, and also an astronaut. Yeah, and I made an awesome Fredo joke from The Godfather, and that yeah, has been lost to the midst of time as well. <laughs> We could just, we can just claim all kinds of awesomeness from the WonderCon show. Yeah, are, I did are make an awesome Fredo joke. Though. You did, um, <laughs> and uh, 
Now I'm just like imagining how many of our listeners are going, Fredo, what? And we've been to two. Doesn't he mean Frodo? No, I don't. To um, Comic Cons, which are also a lot of fun and make us really look forward to this summer down in San Diego. Um, the the uh, SoFull products continue to gain an audience at the Comic Cons. Um, maybe I'll get singled out by Penny Arcade again. Maybe. Well, he did promise your, to come your, back your and buy Your gay fox castle sex? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to push it. him on gay fox football sex, but we'll see how it goes. Um, and let's see. There's otters, too. Depending on how quickly this gets edited, you may still be able to vote for the Ursa Majors by the time this is posted. It closes April 17th. Uh, is it 17th or the 15th? It is the 17th, I'm okay. pretty sure, because it, it encompasses the weekend, so it's okay. like the end of the weekend. If uh, not, thank you for having voted. Yes. And if it is the 15th, then thank you yes. for having voted, because I don't think this will or be up by now. Or shame for your not having voted. Um, but we'll, we have a letter so that we can talk about that. Um, so that's, uh, that's kind of what I've been up to. Otherwise, since we got back, I've been working on my two projects. My one, which is kind of my secret project that I acquired, my new secret project, which I acquired during my travels. Um, one of those things where I realized I had an opportunity and a setting, and I kind of I tend to work well when I'm given parameters to write a story in. Like, you know, it has to be yeah. blah and blah, and then I'm like, okay, well, I have to think of something that fits that, and then I write. So, um, but also working on my collections novel, which I'm very happy about. I managed to stretch out the first half into a kind of a proper book. I have to write two whole new chapters for it, but um, I think I can do that. And I think work's you can been, too. Work's been going pretty well on it this week, so I'm encouraged. So, Cam, what have you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot. I posted two new stories over the month of March. Yay! Which, by the time this episode comes out, you should hopefully have read. If not, you should read them because they've been getting good response. And I am slowly but surely educating the furry fandom on what caca missiles are. I write about them all the time, but whenever I do, people are so confused. And I blame it on people not being gray muzzles who aren't old enough to remember Chester. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how much Chester was ever referred to as a caca missile specifically. No, that's true. I remember him just Chester being Chester ringtail. the Ringtail. Yeah. Yeah. His last name is McGreer. A lot of people don't remember that. And there you go. That's your gray muzzle moment. Blender, <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, well, I actually just uh, just got done shooting a uh, music video with Colson, um, which uh, turned out really well. Uh, we uh, I, I still can't believe we shot that on Saturday, but um, yeah, it was. <laughs> which uh, this is obviously going to be uh, posted much later than we're recording, but that was all, only a couple days ago, and uh, so it's, it's it was a pretty quick turnaround time. But uh, that was fun. And where can people find that? Uh, well, it could be on. It's on um, on YouTube. Well, if if you follow uh, Colson on FA. He posted it to his um, to his um, gallery, but um, it's uh, YouTube.com slash. Oh, do um, I, I don't know if he wants the. Um, yeah, his YouTube account's under his real name. Yeah, it's under his real name. I don't know if he wants us to do that. Uh, so if, if it's, he links to it through his FA, though. Yeah, his FA name is Colson. Sure. So, yeah, and, and, and he's, people he's know got him all on our stuff podcast. On there. And I've, yeah. um, I also link to it on my own um, FA account. So uh, yeah, you could definitely okay. check it out there. And so. your FA account is just Blender. Just Blender. Okay. Very simple. Like the appliance. Like, like the appliance, apparently. <laughs> or the marker type. Sure. Or the Photoshop tool. Yeah. I- indeed. Um, aside from that, um, 
I've uh, just been kind of working on. I, I actually, I is is sort of a is is my own secret project, but I have a little animation, um, kind of a short film that I've just started uh, pre production on uh, with a friend of mine who's an animator. I don't know if I want to uh, go into too much detail yet, but uh, well, we're, it wouldn't we're be talking. a secret project anymore. I know exactly, and so, um, but I um, I kind of. Um, you know, and we're we're collaborating on the on the characters, and I'm probably going to do uh, the voices and stuff. So that's uh, that's always a lot of fun because uh, I like to do um, you know, very cool acting and, and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, Kyle and I learned last night that everyone has secret projects. Everyone has secret yes. projects. Yeah. We were at a we were at a read and slash signing of a couple of authors, like New York Times bestselling authors, and. Yeah. Uh, People are asking them, oh, what are you working on now? And they're like, well, I'm working on the sequel to this, and then I'm working on this secret project, and <laughs> I can't talk about it. And we were like, other people have secret projects. It's not just us. It's exciting. And they're like, like it's so important to have, you know, like a, like a, was it like a peer editing like partner? Yeah, or someone you can bounce stuff off yeah, of. Yeah, then keep me and Kyle just sort of leaned against each other out there in our chairs, and we were like, ah. Um, it was super. But yeah, I also, also recently, um, you know, uh, had to. Uh, I spent some time with the Sofa Wolf guys at, uh, at um, uh, WonderCon, which um, <laughs> there it is. So, wow. um, <laughs> what's what's going on with our producer Wolf over there? He's supposed to keep an atmosphere of quiet. But um, that was fun. I, I posted a little video about uh, a WonderCon on my FA if if you guys want to check that out. But um, yeah, they, they wouldn't let me in. It was it was crazy. I I texted KM and I'm like, hey, they're they're sold out of tickets. Like you you go to their website and it says tickets are sold out for Saturday. And at first, like w- when they yeah. did let me in, and I was like, well, maybe I read that wrong. No, no, I did not read that wrong. It was a web of lies. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, so so I I made this video of like you know attempting to sneak into uh, the Moscone center and uh, and they caught me but it turns out that they actually did you know still have you know tickets available so it was like no big deal they're like oh it's 25 dollars, and it was like so anticlimactic but so uh. I, I didn't get kicked out but <laughs> actually i uh, the the following um morning after i posted the video my mom calls me and she's like were you arrested <laughs> <laughs> and i was like no i don't i don't think I, I could post youtube videos from my jail cell so i you know i think it's safe to say that i'm not i i did I did a little cliffhanger. So I, it was it was a two part um, episode, and in the uh, in the second episode, I revealed that um, that I was not uh, arrested. That I just got into the uh, Moscone Center, but um, <laughs> but that was fun. Now I'm not going to lie; I was probably most excited to see the Power Rangers there. That uh, was very exciting for me. Wow! Not just any Power Ranger, but the Tommy the Green Ranger was there. Uh, and do um, they still have power? They must be like in their thirties by now. Yeah, well, I don't know that they had their you know costumes on, so you gotcha. couldn't really tell. But, Trini died um, in a car what? accident. It was very sad. The original Yellow Ranger, she, the actress. Did? Yeah, <gasps> you didn't know that. Yeah, oh. it was like a couple of years after the show too. I know the Blue Ranger's gay, which is kind of nice. Oh yeah, and but and then he had like this like heartbreaking story. I know, about it too. but yeah. But yeah, no, it was like like Thu Tran or whatever her name is. But yeah, but she there, she was like it was like near Bakersfield. It was down in SoCal, oh and like she like gotten like I think it was on like Route Five. And oh my gosh, she like I'm died so in a car accident. It was, yeah, dear listeners, I'm as confused as you are. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the, the Tommy the Green Ranger, he was my boyfriend when I was a kid. 
just uh, for everyone loved Tommy because he was the bad boy. Yeah, I know, right? And then we just turned into the he, White he, Ranger. He came in and like he was, messed everything up. I know, but when when he was the White Ranger, he was a pussy. Like he was, you know, it was like when he was the Green Ranger, yeah. he had like this this um, you know kind of uh, he, you know still the evil part of him, right? And yeah. he, he would lose control of himself, and that was that was very exciting. Plus, like the the White Ranger had that like gay vest sash thing. He did have the tiger sword though. Oh yeah, but. but uh, the Green Ranger had the dragons. So. There's a lesson to your readers in there. Make your characters unpredictable and not good all the time. Yeah. And that makes them more interesting and attractive, apparently, to adolescent boys watching yeah. your show. Also, on. I want to recast Rita Repulsa as being played by Nicki Minaj. Uh, Nicki Minaj, and I, I second that. Yeah. I, I approve <laughs> of Nicki Minaj playing Rita Repulsa. Because that's what a motherfucking monster do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Haters, you can kill yourself. Well, well, we're we're very glad you did make it into WonderCon. WonderCon was kind of crazy. Um, we we actually the the part of the podcast that we recorded, we like Cam and I could hear each other, but nobody outside the booth could hear us. We were in our little cone of silence. <laughs> oh, actually, it was a cone of noise. <laughs> um, but it was it was pretty crazy. There were a ton of people, and uh, so far got a real good location. And uh, I believe they did pretty well there, sales-wise. So um, it was exciting to be a part of that. And uh, for some reason, most of the stuff that was mine that sold, sold in like a little flurry of books on the last morning. Like Sunday morning, I sold like four or five of my books. And nice. that was that was all my sales, except for a couple. But I got to sign a copy of Bridges. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then... Was I'd, Zia there? <laughs> no. Actually, I think it was for Fratus. Oh. But he's like, and I'm, I'm like, I think this is the first time I've signed a copy of Bridges. And he's like, really? I'm surprised. And I'm like, why would you be surprised that I've never signed a book that I didn't write? <laughs> Maybe he knows Zia. Hi, Zia. Uh, anyway. Um... Did you guys get the – so you lost the whole episode? You didn't get the, the questions or anything? We got the, the crowd questions. Oh, you did get the crowd yeah. questions. Because the – it was See, right that was the we part were, I was relieved that you didn't get, but now that you did get it, I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you can hear yeah, what happened, again. <laughs> what happened was whatever episode that comes out on. We talked for like half an hour, and then the machine froze up. And so we basically reset it and started again and then saved it after a few questions, after about 20 minutes. So we have those, but we See, just I was don't so have unprepared. the first half hour. Like, you know, you would think that, I, oh, yeah, you're recording a podcast. I should bring questions, but I, I totally didn't. So I just, they were stupid questions. Oh, it's okay. We never prepare for our podcasting. <laughs> um, I just pick up a glass of wine and go, what did people write in about this time? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you again. Speaking of, uh, so I, apparently I hadn't logged into the podcast for like uh, over a month. Well, you weren't here for over a month. <laughs> because there were like 36 new emails, so... Um, I foresee a lightning round in our future, in our near future. I'm good with that. I love lightning round. I Last a, time was a blast. I know. We had a great time with it. We'll have to get in our, our weasel stopwatch again. Uh, stopwatch Woozle, is that what he was called? I think he um, was Helper Woozle at WonderCon, and I think he was just Stopwatch Weasel. During the stopwatch lightning. Weasel is like begging to be made into like a bad 80s pop song, like one of those novelty singles. I was thinking of him as like a superhero. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, we had to pick a few letters, so I gave myself the short ones that are not going to um, engender a lot of discussion. That's what she said. 
Sorry. No. No. Sorry. No. I gave you the good one. No. Yeah, but you forced and, me to take the good one. See, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everyone. We've been unsheathed. <laughs> but not anymore. Uh, oh, <laughs> ouch. Hello, Sheathers. It's the Orin once more, and this time I've written in with a thank you. Recently, Kyle spoke about Circlet Press and a store you submitted to them, after which I checked out their website and decided to keep an eye on their call for submissions. Recently, I sent in a story for the uh, erotic tales of angels and demons, like heaven and hell, and to my utmost surprise, my story was accepted. Therefore, I must say thank you, for this would be my first story published. Congratulations, Theorian. Congratulations. Um, and, uh, yeah, Circle of Press have been really cool to deal with. Um, I like their anthology that my story appeared in. I'm certainly kind of keeping an eye out and seeing if there's anything else that uh, they'd be doing that I was interested in. I want to write about demon sex. I have a story idea percolating in the back of my brain. Uh, you should. Maybe I'll listen to some Nicki Minaj to inspire me. Really? Because Giuseppe's a monster shoe. Yeah. Um, my staff. So that was just a uh, congratulations. Are so big, my Barbie's that was a, climb that there. was a little congratulations. <laughs> and the second letter is a congratulations to us or me, I suppose. Mostly you, uh, dear Seethers. Congratulations, Kyle, on your Ursa nominations. Though it comes as no surprise to you, it must. Uh, that's me saying to you, to the letter writer, it's always a surprise to me. It must be a great high to see yourself on this and other lists of accolade and praise for your work. KM, I'd place good bets on Summerhill seeing the same type of honors bestowed on it for its 2000XX release. You can fill in the dates later. Like the Roland Emmerich movie. This does bring up a curious quandary, though. As I saw those nominations, my immediate reaction was, ah, one year I too will perch amongst those glorious ranks. But doubt seeped in. Though it may be a byproduct of what I do and enjoy, is that really why I write? Though I know you've both touched on it at times before, is this why you write? For you, does a nomination or a fabulous review or an award make you win at writing? Your committed, canid, cotton, copious quagmires of communicative quid pro quo, Candrol. Hey, that doesn't mean blowjob. It could. <laughs> quid pro blow. Oh, you're fired. <laughs> now, see, that's how you should rewrite Sake of Argument. No, I'm not rewriting a story I wrote ten years ago. I'm just going to harass you about it now. No, you're not. (laughs) Harass me to write things that I'm trying to work on now, not things that I already wrote. I did that already. And there were pictures, even. (laughs) What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. Um, No, it's not why we write, but it does always feel good. And I um, I do mention this, just being... Uh, being considered amongst the works that people feel are worthy of an award yeah. is always real nice because, you know, contrary to what you say about things being no surprise, it doesn't always happen. Um, I've had I had a couple other short fiction works out this year that did not get nominated. Um, you know, I've had years in which stories were nominated and didn't win. So it's, you know, there's always... There's always that element of, hey, that's really cool. People do actually like this. And my experience in the past has been that I can sort of tell people to vote a certain way, and they don't listen to me. And I think I've said that before, too. I tell people to vote for one thing or another, and 
you know, they just they might vote for a story of mine, but it won't be the one that I told them to. And you know, or, la- hey, last year or the year before, vote for Bridges as a novel, right? Oh, wait. <laughs> Well, uh, there I think people did vote for it as a novel, and it was the URSA committee that moved it. But well, I have not gotten confirmation. The on URSA that. website already had Bridges in the short fiction category, so people who were nominating it and using that as their guideline probably just kept it there. I suspect they just kind of tallied nah. all the votes for it in the two categories and then moved it into the one they thought it fit. Which is funny because, as I've said before, it does not fit in the category that they put it in according to their explicit guidelines that they write along with the category header. But um, that's all right. <clears throat> it also, fits the spirit of the category, if not the letter of it. So. Also, to address your last point there, Candrel, the only person who needs to win at their hobbies is Charlie Sheen. So I think you're safe. Um, what about you, Blender? What do you, how do you feel about awards and nominations and recognition? And well, stuff? I do... Um you know, it's funny. I have discussions a lot because, um, like, I'm I'm a big, um, you know, movies are kind of my thing, and um, I, I love watching the Oscars. You know, and and for me, it's like a big deal every time. You know, it's Oscar season. You know, which ones are going to be nominated and all this. And and other people are are like, well, you know, it's so played up or it's so, you know. But um, I don't know. I th- I think there is something to be said about. Um, you know, just uh, the recognition. It does, you know, even in, you know, smaller um, circles like the Ursa Majors, it, it, you know, th- there are some politics involved. And, you know, it's, it's like it's not always necessarily, um, you know, the, the ones who quote unquote deserve it. But um, it's all subjective anyway, really. I mean, it's just, um, but, uh, you know, f- f- speaking from an artistic perspective, when you're nominated for something or when you win an award for something, it does, um, you know, give you the encouragement that, yeah, maybe, you know, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I kind of, you know, I'm on the right track. You're doing something you know. right. So, um, so yeah. I mean, I don't, um, you know, discount that. But at the same time, you know, I, I don't know that that should be the, you know, motivation for you to do anything. You know, in, in terms of, um, you know, it, it should be, you know, a for yourself, and then b, you know, for, um, for I guess your audience, um, you know, and um, you know, just kind of, um, you know, looking at it from, from that perspective, and not so much just, um, you know, about to win an award. From. Uh from one of the shows that I'm, I've recently picked up, um, The Closer, uh, Kara Sedgwick had been nominated for an Oscar, for an Emmy, like four or five years in a row, I think. I think it was four years in a row. And she finally won this last year. And her little, her speech afterwards was very amusing because she's like, you know, you've been nominated so many years. And it starts to get to a point where I'm like, well, this isn't really why I'm doing the work. And, you know, look at all the great people who've been nominated and never won, like Martin Sheen never won for the West Wing. And you start to look and say, you know, my performance is not defined by the award. (laughs) She finally won, I think. Oh, did she? I think she finally won, like, her 16th try or something like that, because I remember people being that, being like, whoa. Uh, Meryl Streep had a big streak where she kept getting nominated. Mm -hmm. But she'd already won before. She won, like, she won two real early on, and then... Uh, she didn't Sophie's win like choice, fifteen. Right? I think she. I think she has not won since then. I think it's been like fifteen, sixteen in a row. Wow. Um, She's almost it, always nominated, though. But yeah, it's just always. amazing that you get nominated that frequently. So well, she is fabulous. And that's, well, and that's that's kind of how I feel about the Ursas too. It's nice to it's nice to have the wins, but it's also nice to just you know be in the nominations so frequently. Um, and that shows me that you know whoever ends up winning the category. I don't think I've ever had anything directly nominated. Yeah, you did. You had a I've, short story from Heat. 
Um, was my story nominated, or was it just that issue of Heat? No, Candy and Music was nominated. Was it? I'll have to go back yeah. and look. Yeah, it was. Because I know my X story wasn't, because the two stories from X that were nominated were. Right. N- neither of them were mine. No, no, that was, that was, um, yeah. I'll uh, go back and look. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay. If I forgot, I don't mean to spit on the people who nominated me. Um, but, yeah, and I think that's, uh, you, you need to be appreciative of the, of the recognition and of the awards, but if you kind of make that your entire goal, then you lose some of the joy that you have in, in the work that you do because all that you have control over is the work that you do and the effort you put into it and the pride you have in it. And once you start basing your satisfaction on things that are outside of your control, like the vagaries of public opinion or, you know, an award system that is set to go one way or another, or where in a year where, you know, you might be lucky enough to be, a nominee in a weak field and win, or you might be unlucky enough to be a nominee in a very strong field in which, you know, it just, I have a, I have a confession to make about the Oscars. I care way more about the acting awards than I do about the director or like feature film awards. Cause the latter group just seems just way too political. Like the Hurt Locker. Come on. That wasn't that good of a movie. (laughs) no, uh, but even the acting stuff is kind of political. Like yeah. they give oh scandal for Natalie Portman. Did you hear? Yes. Or a minor scandal. I don't think it's going to really get any traction. Did you scandal? Apparently, people have thrown a hissy fit saying that oh Natalie Portman like didn't dance all of her own scenes. Oh, I read yeah. that. Well, and it was just like and she's a bunch a of yeah, and a bunch of people stepped in and said uh, actually yeah she danced most of it, and then like people was like she. She wasn't winning an award for dancing. She was winning an award for acting. And surprise, even though the movie's about dancing, like most of the time she's on screen, she's not dancing. So exactly. shut your mouth. People are like, oh, like wh- the Academy was misled. It's like, no, they weren't. Shut up. <laughs> she totally deserved um, to win that too. Did snap, you, uh, snap. Did you see the review of uh, Your Highness that I tweeted? No. <laughs> it was a review by Vanity Fair. That was very amusing. Um. <laughs> oh, I can say this. We're on an adult podcast. Yeah. It was basically like a question and answer to the reviewer that the reviewer was answering questions about the movie. And it was things like the title of the article was how many pedophile hand puppets are there in your highness and 24 <laughs> other questions. <laughs> so there's like a hand puppet wizard that they go to, to get something who gives it to them in exchange for a hand job, which apparently he's like, he's been doing since the one character was a young boy. And, but then there's a series of questions about Natalie Portman where it's like, in your highness, how many minotaurs with an erect penis chase after Natalie Portman? <laughs> Answer, one. <laughs> Didn't Natalie Portman just win an Oscar for Best Actress? <laughs> Answer, yes. <laughs> Question, on a scale of one to ten, how horrified is Natalie Portman's agent that she appeared in your highness? <laughs> Answer, eight. <laughs> It's very entertaining. And then it goes on to say, they're like, did you enjoy the movie? And he's like, well, it's basically just a an excuse to put a lot of dick jokes and stoner humor up on the screen. And, you know, as a Vanity Fair re- reviewer, my tastes are much more sophisticated than that. And they're like, but weren't you laughing at 7.53 in the theater? And he's like, I had some gas. And like, what about at 8.01? 
And he's like, no, the guy next to me just started tickling me for no reason, and I'm kind of ticklish, so... And they're like, was he still tickling you at 8.12? And he's like, okay, fine, I laughed at the movie. Sometimes dick jokes are kind of funny. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna be a bad gay furry here and say that if I were given the choice between Erect Minotaur and Mila Kunis, I think I'd have to pick Mila Kunis. Yeah. <laughs> I, pr- I probably would, too. But anyway... Uh, why don't we go on to another letter so that we don't, um, don't spend all yes. our time talking about Natalie Portman. Greetings, <laughs> superior authors, because apparently we are Decepticons. First of all, it was the Axis of Awesome four-chord song in the episode with Colson. You guys called it the three-chord song, and that bugged me. Did we? I could have sworn I said four yeah, chords. I think we... I may have misspake. I probably said three. Whatever, they're Australian. They can't count. Second, I want to throw my hat into the Twilight discussion ring. Unlike Kyle, I have read all of the books, and I do have a couple of things to say. Stephanie Meyer can write. She has a great narrative, good prose, and a grasp on what a story should have. She does keep the tension up on every page, and from the moment you meet them, you know who the characters are. It's easy to become confused between which characters are which in some books, and she does not have that problem. She is also very good at describing things. I think you could make a realistic sketch on Edward just from the details in the first chapter he's in. The problem with her books isn't really her writing so much as the subject matter. First, yes, this book is good for 13-year-old girls who want a trashy romance featuring undead emo vampires. Not for men, not for tomboyish girls, not for people who want a deeper story, and especially not mythical lore fanatics, and these are all the people who pick on it the most. Second, it takes a fairly well-known subject and mythos and completely changes that around. I can see where she was going with the vampire thing. She saw them as moving stone, basically. However, people do not really like it when you take something so well-known and understood and flip it around unless it's done really, really well. And even then, they sometimes still don't. <laughs> Alright, pro tip, if you change anything, no matter how minor, nerds will jump down your ass for it. Medicorians. <clears throat> Shut your mouth. <laughs> You're not getting a pizza roll. <laughs> Finally, the story. The story is stretched out far too long. What she tells in her three books could probably be told in one, maybe two. Uh, she has four books. And the fourth book is just... Okay. The fourth book is just crap, no matter what point you look at it from. I've read a synopsis of Breaking Dawn. It sounds hilarious. Edward fucks Bella into unconsciousness, and then her unborn baby breaks her spine. That's hilarious. That, that sounds pretty exciting to me. I know. Her own characters change for plot convenience. Well, that's not only Stephanie Meyer's problem. And Bella is turned into such a Mary Sue. <clears throat> Anita Blake. That even God is like, hell no. And that's why her, she got crippled by her own fetus. Mm-hmm. These books play <laughs> the audience that likes them and nothing else. And sometimes not even then, apparently. It's to teenage girls what bad action movies are to most guys. Trashy, bad, but still enjoyable because it plays to what they like. Twilight discussion over. <laughs> Twilight does not work that way. <laughs> well, does, thank you. Apparently. I'm going I'm to just break in here and say I don't know that we need to discuss Twilight much more, but yeah. I'm glad to hear those opinions echoed by someone else who's read the books. Twilight discussion over. Yes. <laughs> Thirdly, thanks to your viral... Oh, viral excitement over... Oh, um, it's so weird. Like, I think viral, and I think about it in the internet sense, and not in the disease sense, which is what I, which I, is what I think he means it here. Your viral excitement over writing and getting published. I too am putting pencil to paper and trying to write stories. Yes, literally. Okay. <laughs> oh, about putting pencil to paper. I was confused. I was like, you're figuratively trying to write stories. I work a lot, and having a notebook and pencil to write with during my breaks is actually fairly productive. Can you tell I didn't read this letter in advance? I almost like it better than typing on the computer, no matter what I'm... Now, What I'm writing isn't proverbial gold, but seems to get done in a small span, and I'm like... 
uh, on my computer, and the words flow so much easier, if not better. Of course, erasing and rewriting large bits is a bitch, but what can you do? Get a big eraser. My question is this. Have either of you guys written any of your stories, short or long, on paper before editing, and have they ever gone anywhere? Do you feel that writing on paper is different than on the computer? More or less productive, perhaps? Thanks for your time, friendly dragon derps, your twister of plots, Shiro. Um, my response is pretty quick on this. Uh, I do not really write things out by pencil, or pen and pencil, like, by hand. Um, I just can't really write for long stretches of time with, like, pens or pencils, because my hand will just cramp up, and my brain moves too fast for my hand to keep up at the rate that I write. Um, I mean, I do have a notebook that I will take story notes on and, like, put down, like, you know, ideas, but I don't write actual story drafts, like, longhand at all. Oh, um, well, I, uh, on the other hand, I do, uh, write, uh, longhanded, um, the, um, the funny thing, I, I actually don't write in pencil, though, I write in pen, and I, I just, they're the sloppiest, messiest things that you've ever seen, but I'm also, um, That's an artist. she said. Yeah, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I'm also an artist, and so I think I'm, I'm just kind of, I, I get into the, um, just the, um, the... The, the sloppiness of it. That's what she said. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, like, I vowed I wouldn't do another get, one. Get, you get just, right into that. But, <laughs> and how. But, um, uh, you know, I, I find it, um, you know, I, I just find I'm, I'm more connected to it that way, I guess. And then uh, when I finally do um, uh, do a type draft, um, it's it's really more of a, um, yeah, it's because I'm, I'm revising it as I go along and I change things as I'm, um, because they're so messy, sometimes I, I can't even read it, and so I, I have to make it up anyway. So it's, it's a form of rewriting um, in that case. Um, I, you know, in terms of um, writing advice, I just, um, you know, would advise do whatever, you know, feels right. Um, another technique that I do, which I don't recommend to anybody, but this is this works for me, is I, I tend to talk out a lot of my writing, um, you know, especially the dialogue, Um and that I, I think comes from my my background in acting, but I um, I just like to I like to um, to hear the um, the rhythm of the dialogue and and to get it and and once it sounds good to me, then I sort of transcribe it. I probably sound like an insane person if you had like a you know hidden microphone in there, but uh, it's um, it, it it works for me. Um, you know, it's a very it's a highly highly inefficient way to write anything. So I don't know you know again that I recommend it, but I do I am satisfied with the um, with how things sound. Um, you know, but I do a lot of uh, I. I tend to do a lot of uh, like video-based stuff and, and things where um, you know you hear things um, out loud anyway, and, and it's uh, that's an important element. But I, I think that is uh, good uh, for fiction writing too uh, to to have a, a sense of, of the rhythm and how it sounds out loud because um, you know it, it scans well when you're reading it just on the on the page as well. So yeah, absolutely. That's something that we've recommended before to people is read your work out loud as you're editing it at one stage in the edits because I invariably will. And, and I did this with Isolation Play, and I still, when I grab the chapter, there's things that I'll read out loud that I was doing readings in, uh, at FC and in New York, where uh, I said, oh, this doesn't sound good when I'm reading it. And I would make minor alterations as I was reading it because it just it didn't sound right. Um, so I, I'm all in favor of reading your work out loud and... You can't just read it mentally to yourself. You have to actually say it 
because if you read it mentally to yourself, you, you take shortcuts and you don't really listen. You're just talking to yourself in your head. You have to actually say the words out loud and listen to how they sound and force yourself to say them. Uh, and that's how you that's how Love you get can't that. save you, Padme. Only my new powers can. It's an actual it. line. Yes, no, I know. <laughs> it's a horrible um, line. But um, I actually, I think I've talked about this before. I have one notebook that has a longhand story written in it, which I write whenever I'm traveling and uh, don't feel like getting out the laptop or don't have access to it. And I really like the premise behind that story, by the way, from what you've told me. Oh, it's because it has an otter in it. No, that's not why. Okay. Um, I yeah, like the it's, premise, not the species. God, give me some credit. I'm sorry. I was thinking you were doing the furry thing and confusing the premise with species. Um, Please, I read about species nobody's heard of. What's the uh, wind thing? The, um, Use the Google. But that story is... It's just come along at its own pace, so nothing's come of it yet, but I also like the way it's going, so um, at whatever point it's finished... Uh, it will, I'll do something with it, but I'm going to have to type it into the computer and re-edit it. Uh, the interesting thing about it is I think I've filled up half the notebook and it's like 8,000 words or something. I, I sort of tried to calculate how long it was going to be. And I thought, oh, it's going to be like 15,000 words, 20,000 words. I'm like, no, eight. <laughs> like, wow. Handwriting really is inefficient. But when I'm in the rhythm, I kind of like that rhythm because it's a little bit of a slower pace so it gives me time to think about the text as I'm writing it and sort of think about what's going to come next and it's easier to get into a long rhythm of writing than what I do on the computer which often is kind of just short bursts and then I catch up to my thoughts and I have to sit and wait yeah that rhythm doesn't work for me the inside of my head is very much like how Jake Johansson described it <laughs> for guys it just stuff's just happening all the time at like super frantic speeds <laughs> That's why I have to slow it down with alcohol so that I can be coherent. Mm. At least that's the excuse I tell everyone. Like Sandy Koufax. Uh, Except he didn't use alcohol. No. Uh, Hi, how about our last letter? Our guest will read our last letter. Okay. Hello, worldly writers, uh, Volpine and Lutrine, respectively. I'm uh, writing to you and on feline. and and feline. Uh, <laughs> I'm writing to you on a very work-related topic, and I thought it fitting to wait to send this email to you until I had free time at work to write it. Awesome! That's so meta. <laughs> Just before FC, I was hired as an intern for insert company you very well might recognize here, uh, making packaging for such brands as insert lots of brands you definitely recognize here. Uh, this brings up uh, this brings me up to a uh, to working forty plus hours a week and now taking three classes at night during the week. My personal time um, being at a premium, my writing pattern is undergoing change, uh, whether I want it to or not. Stay tuned as whether or not this is a good change. Um, though it is fun uh, when I occasionally have downtime at work to write furry porn and tell my coworkers I'm doing homework, <laughs> uh, even though I know you two would never stoop to to such as as to write while you're working. No, never, <clears throat> never, never. <throat> never. <clears throat> 
Uh, my questions are these. It is to my understanding that both fox and otter are employed. Uh, what kind of hours do you work? Uh, what uh, kind of writing pattern do you find works best to keep generating material while working? Do you set aside long blocks of time to dedicate completely to writing when you have them? Do you write an hour at a time, 15 minutes between other tasks? Uh, and what are some ways you could stay motivated to write, uh, even though uh, from 9 to 5 you're not usually thinking about writing? A spectacular job at FC. It was amazing to meet you two, and the con uh, was one of the greatest single events for my writing uh, for, for, for my writing in my life. Uh, thanks greatly to foxes, otters, and uh, fox slash skunks. I appreciate all the time you dedicate to helping others improve their craft. Uh, friendly tail wags all around. TJ Fulf. I think that fox skunk was a reference to Rikoshi, who was not on the podcast but was on several writing panels there. Pick a species. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> at least he's not being like a scox or something. People who are too many animals at once are confusing, and you don't want anything to do with them. Um. Well, how, how honest do we want to be here? Part of, well, part part of the reason that I picked this one to read while we have a guest on the program is that uh, as I recently um, wrote on my journal. Uh, I am not actually employed at yes. the moment. It is to your misunderstanding that Fox and Otter are employed but, at the moment. But but we have not actually talked about that on no. the podcast, and I hadn't written about it before this week or, or last week or whenever the heck it and, was. And, and to be fair, for the bulk of our writing <clears throat> lives, we have been employed. We're just not now. Right, and we can speak to it. Um, no, I talked on my journal about the fact that uh, I'm trying – I have enough books out there right now that they're generating some money um, – is it enough to pay a decent share of the bills? No, but <laughs> Not is, <at> it, all. <laughs> is it enough to build from where I could see perhaps at some point in the reasonably near future? It's a I resounding could, maybe. <laughs> I could pay at least. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm super qualified on this. Um, but the, uh, the sales of the, um, of the novels and um, all of the kind of current stuff that I'm doing is, um, is enough that Kit has confidence in me that in a couple of years I might be able to help pay my way. Um, I, as I've said on the journal, I probably will uh, have to try to get another full-time job at least for another couple of years before uh, um, before I can step back from that. Before but you hit furry superstardom. <clears throat> in the meantime, I am making full use of this not otherwise occupied time to... Uh, Cram my, uh, I'm, I'm viewing writing as my day job. So I sit down at nine and, you know, work until dinner time and then in the evening if I have a chance. Um, You're making way better use of your personal time for writing than I am. I'll just say that. But um, when I when I was working, I was thinking about writing during work. Oh, yeah. Um, I would always think about stories if I couldn't write right there. Uh, I think in, during my last couple of years, I took to carrying around an SD card because all the computer, all the laptops now have little SD ports. All right. So I took to carrying around an SD card that I would keep current versions of all the stories on. Uh, if I had an idea or like 15 or 20 minutes of downtime at work that I could type a little bit into a story, I would use it. Um, but not everybody can switch gears that quickly. And that is something that I know I'm, differentiates kit and i um kit has to really get himself into a world before he can um 
do anything creative in that world. Yeah. Um, I'm, I kind of have all this stuff going on in my head. And so if I'm thinking about something, I can sit down and sort of click switch gears and start writing. Yeah. I, I, I am, I'm more like Kit in that regard where if, unless I have like a block of time to sit and write, nothing I try to write is going to be worth a damn. Like I need to like immerse my brain and basically like put myself into a different brain space where it's like now I am writing, which is why I have to do things like leave the house and turn off the internet and like like I'm bad at multitasking and I'm bad at task switching and I'm also easily distracted. So like none of all of these add up to the fact that I'm not a very good writer in, in terms of like actually convincing myself to sit down and write, which is why even though I don't currently have a day job either, I probably, you know, write less in one week than you write in one day right now. And I kind of I I wonder I don't know how you'd go about it, but I kind of wonder if there was if there'd be a way that you could train yourself to switch better. Like if you could, you can't teach an old daughter new tricks. I'm, if I'm you, sorry, that's what. No, Blender. What do you think? About oh it? well. Um, oh, you know, I, I can. I, I can relate to KM a little bit. Where um, I, you know, when I actually want to get work done, I, I usually try and leave the house and, and put myself in an unfamiliar environment. Um, you know, because it's easier for me to concentrate. But uh, my my favorite. Uh, part of writing is actually the idea phase. Um, y- y- even if you're not physically writing, it's still you know you're you're still coming up with you know the the um, the seeds you know, and um, that's uh, f- for me is very easy to do at work or when I'm listening to music or when I'm you know exercising or or anything like that. Is I get um, you know and and again you know a, a lot of my stuff uh, that I do now is is primarily um, uh, with uh, with video and so I I think uh, you know an image is a lot and and you know I'm also an artist and so I have that angle as well, but um, it's uh, for me um, the the ideas are, are really easy to um, to kind of um, hash around uh, when I'm doing other things and then um, and then when it actually comes to the hardcore okay I have to you know sit down and write this um, you know usually I, I try and discipline myself and and uh, you know remove um, you know unnecessary distractions um, but speaking to, as to actually when um, I do it I was I was talking about some uh, somebody um, just recently um, where my schedule right now is basically like, um, I work, I, I go home, I eat dinner, and then I fall asleep. <laughs> and I wake up like around, like around 11. And I just stay up all night. And then and I notice that you always appear in the middle yeah, of the night, and then I never yeah, see and you. Yeah, and then I go to bed at like 4 or 5. Except because I'm always up until like 3, and you're, right. you're, you're usually still awake. Too. Exactly. And, the, and then I, I go to bed at like 4 or 5, and then uh, you know sleep for a few hours, and then wake up and do it all, all over again. It's very self-destructive. I do not recommend that. Uh, it's, it, everything that I do, yeah, don't do it. But um, <laughs> but um, it is uh, it, just because, uh, for me, uh, my most creative time is in the middle of the night. And so I, I tend to get a lot done when you know everything is is just quiet and um you know i i feel like i'm you know kind of in my own little zone so um you know that that works for me you know it's just kind of um i, I guess just finding your own uh, you know personal rhythm and, and if you have to you know like like uh, km and i to, you know in many cases leave the house um you know that's um you know definitely um something to to look into although there, there are not too many coffee shops open at, at three in the morning yeah so that's the thing is like <laughs> I, I have a bunch of free time like i have a giant like you know basically anything from like 11 until like 2 or 3 a.m 
I'm usually awake, and that's like time where I don't have anything set aside to do stuff. But I usually can't write then because a it's too late to be anywhere where I can be writing, and also like my brain is pretty much only good for watching TV and playing Mass Effect at that point. <laughs> It's funny. I've because uh, I'm I'm, um, I'm on vacation right now, and so um, I've been doing a lot of stuff um, just uh, at the library. But I'm astonished that like, it's, it's been so long since I was in college that you know I, I guess I just didn't really keep in mind like library hours. It's like they close early, like like yeah. six o'clock. It's <laughs> well, like really do close I just super wanna, early. Like I remember staying up, you know. But I guess university <laughs> um, libraries are different. I'm I'm staying near um, Cal Berkeley though, but it's like I don't have access to their Wi-Fi, and so I can't really take it. But I I love Cal Berkeley. Oh my gosh, I want to. I want to start jogging there and, and pretend I'm a student. And I do think a couple things that you, you've touched on there. Um, I'm a big advocate, and I keep thinking that I'm going to do a live journal post about this, of um, of exercising, you know, body as well as mind. And while jogging or working out or whatever, it's a great time to let your mind wander and think about your stories because you can't write while you're working out unless you have – a desk cycle or something, and you can cycle <laughs> while you're typing. But I, I don't know that I'd recommend that. But if you stop um, pedaling, the computer turns off. Yeah, I've, um, I've gotten a lot of good ideas while jogging, actually. And, and you have the music going, and you're just you know in that you know kind of uh, you're, you're you know it's physical. You know, it's, right, right. And right now, I watch TV while I exercise. But um, but it is a great time to think about your stories. Uh, I think the other thing that you touched on, which is really good advice, is find out what works for you and yeah. just play to that. I mean, if you're most creative in the middle of the night, then finagle it so that you can be up during those hours. If it means you have to nap for three hours when you get home and then wake up to be creative and then nap again for another four hours, um, you know, do that. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed is – and I'm – I'm not sure why this is, but I think it creates it's because it creates a sense of isolation. Um, I do write a little better if I'm listening to music with headphones than I do if like I, I have a little room upstairs where I write and I have a little iPod player mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel the same. It becomes ambient noise. Yeah, it becomes uh. sort of surrounding noise instead of being, okay, it's isolating me in this little world. So sometimes even though there's nobody else in the house or, you know, there's nobody else in the room and I have the room to myself and there's no other sound except what I put on the speakers, it's I sometimes just like to put the headphones on anyway because it helped me concentrate better. Yeah. I love film scores when, when I write. Usually I try and find stuff without lyrics, you know, because I, I don't want that to interfere. My my favorite one right now is the Tron sound or Tron, Tron Legacy uh, the soundtrack. New one? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a pretty good yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, love that like score. That. They're just as good as the Gladiator soundtrack. Indeed. Yeah. Mm. That is a good one. Yeah. It's, um, Dead Can Dance. Huh? What? That's the, the group. The, the, the woman who did the Gladiator soundtrack, the, the songs on there, the, she's the lead singer of Dead Can Dance. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought... Hans Zimmer. Zimmer was the, yeah. the composer. Well, he was the score, but the, right. the vocal, the, there's female oh, vocal. She was, okay. She's from Dead Can Dance. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. There was a whole thing. Actually, this was this was before Kit and I were living together, actually. He, we came up and were watching the Gladiator soundtrack, and there were all these extras about the music on it. And they said, you know, we heard this Dead Can Dance, and we said, we've got to see if we can get her for the movie. And they so they, like, approached them through all these channels and ended up. So it was cool. Um, 
so yeah, I think it's definitely you can make it work. Yeah, uh, and basically it it comes down to what we what we say what we always say. You have to find you have to make time to yeah. write because writing is uh, not going to make time for you. Over the past couple of weeks, like I've had like three or four people say like, "Oh, I don't have time to read anymore." Oh, I don't have time to write anymore. It's like no, nobody has time to do stuff you like have that. To make time. You need to make the time. It's right. not going to just appear. It's the twenty first century. Get, o- get over the thought that you will ever, quote-unquote, have time to do something, because you won't. Right. And Society won't let you. I'm and sorry. And that may mean that you have to make sacrifices. Yeah. But, like, I have watched many fewer movies and read many fewer books than I would like to have in the last year, but I have written... I've also written fewer things than I would like to have, but I don't think I can really push myself to write more than I have been. Um... I think I would terrify some people if I did, including Kit, and I don't want to do that. Just think, if you're going to spend the next three hours TSing, just spend the next three hours writing porn. You'll have something more to show for it at the end. Exactly. Plus, you know how good the writing is going to be. (laughs) And with that... um, Oh, come on. We would like to... We would like to... None of y'all have ever been there. (laughs) Uh, thank Blender for joining us. Well, thank you guys for having me. It was uh, it was fun, and glad you could ch- chime in with your opinions. Indeed. Hopefully, you're enjoying your your time down here in oh, the sure. beautiful yeah. Bay Area. Oh, love it, love it, absolutely. Uh, we would uh, we would love to see you down here on a more permanent basis, of course. I'm I'm working on that, but yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, and uh, where can, where can people find your work or find you if they would like to? follow you uh, well all of my uh, all of my contact information is on my fa account so um it's just blender um like the appliance <laughs> and so, um, so yeah there, there's links to everything up there and and um you know i throw up my videos and in my journal posts and stuff i don't have a heck of a lot in my gallery right now but i'm hoping to um to um you know scan some more of my uh, my sketchbook if nothing else just because i do a lot of sketching i don't do a lot of finished work lately and so yeah you did a wonderful piece for the live on sheet i did show i did FC, have a lot of fun which, oh that was which great. we enjoyed quite i did, a bit. I did have a lot of fun drawing mm-hmm. that that was uh, i actually drew that in my hotel room before um before I, I sketched it before I left, and then I I flew home, and then I was so ill, like for a whole week, I was just incapacitated, and so it just uh. it just languished, and then I woke up and and like you know, I, I felt like it was a it was another uh, it was another first time, freak, huh? yeah, oh yeah, yeah, your yeah. your immune system we would have been ill. Yeah, oh, we wow, we don't. Yeah, um, yeah oh, I I don't think we've addressed that, but yeah, I, although I was I was uh, here in the Bay Area for for a week after that, and so but you see, it's the incubation. <laughs> very time, ill, I think, yeah, right? Go. See, so I was traveling. I had all you know. So who, who knows where I acquired those filthy? So germs. so yes, check out his work as as Blender on FA. Uh, you can find me as Kyle on FA K Y E L L. Uh, I am Kyle like Gold. Yeah. <laughs> I am Kyle Gold on Twitter. I am Kyle Gold on LiveJournal. I am just Cam Harasaki on LiveJournal, Twitter, and FA. And uh, you the other may, thing, I'm forgetting one. You, uh, there, yeah, there's something that we're on now that I can't. Something more recent, maybe. No, I think Twitter, no. LiveJournal, FA. I can't think what else. Facebook. Yeah, I have a page on Facebook now. It's just look up Kyle Gold and, you know, like me on Facebook. Um, oh, I started posting my stories me. to SoFurry again, I won't poke too. you back. I finally figured out how to make SoFurry, like, not, like, rape my formatting into illegibility. So, <laughs> Grape oh. your formatting in the mouth. 
<laughs> oh, God. No. Um, but yeah. yes, I'm Kyle on Sofurry also. Yeah, and I'm Cam Harasaki. Um, and write to us at unseathedpodcast.gmail.com. We promise we will get to your letters. Um, we will... We have some fun surprises in store. Sometime in the next two weeks, we will be doing a, a lightning round, I hope, because we need to clear out that mailbox. Kit's nodding enthusiastically. Uh, Kit, is, Kit is, is, is waiting with bated breath to tell me something. We have exciting guests lined up who are going to be announced later. Uh, wow, this is news to me. Sign off. We'll do the questions from the, the small bit of Wonder Oh, we're we're gonna okay. And now, for your listening pleasure, we present to you the part of the WonderCon episode that did not get lost due to faulty technology. It's like our version of the Dead Sea Scrolls, except not. Okay, that'll do it. <laughs> All right, well, we've got uh, a bunch of people here helping us out. We have a helpful tech fox in Fraudus here. We've got Kit, man in the uh, doing the management of the podcast. And we have a helper woozle who's going to uh, go outside the booth and get questions for the us. wide, wide world. I know. It's yeah. scary out there. Outside There's a of my ton comfort of zone. It so is. we appreciate his intrepid journalistic nature. I will go as far as this cord can uh, stretch. Out there with neon pink Magneto and fat Wonder Woman. Yes. Uh, sadly, there's no four-foot-tall Darth Vader at this con that I've seen yet. Yet. I did see a four-foot-tall Darth Vader with a Tokyo Pop shopping bag that was almost as big as he was once. That was like four years ago when Tokyo Pop still was a thing at Comic-Con. Yeah, it's still around. Him and Shonen Jump. And yeah, they just kind of cratered. Yeah. That's a bummer. Anyway, so, yeah, we have a, a couple furries over here, presumably. Um, hey, we're going to talk to you first. Yeah. yeah. So I'm Lender. Hi, um, Blender. So, so when I ask the question, do, should, should I shout? Are they going to be able to, like, is it going to? Yeah. You okay. can either say it like, into the like mic. Broadway. <laughs> so, all right. Um, so I'm just curious. Maybe you've already talked about this, but um, you know, when you come to more of a mainstream uh, comic convention like this, what? Um, oh shit. Um, <laughs> What um, is the atmosphere like? Like, how different is it for you in terms of uh, selling your product and, and just kind of talking up the, um, you know, the um, the whole furriness of it? Um, so we get a lot of people who are like, "Is this that thing I've heard about?" Like, yeah. that's that's a big question, actually. And, and like, because people are like, "I think I know what this is, but maybe you can tell me." And you know, we we we're. We're, we're not here to keep secrets. We're here to introduce people to, you know, furry fiction in, you know, the various forms in which it comes. And uh, at, a, at a furry con, it's, it feels almost more like a family reunion. Um, at a mainstream con like this, it feels more like a business. Um, and, you know, because everyone in furry knows what these are about. So they want to know... Where's the thing from Blotch? Where's the thing from, uh, you know, Husky? Where's the things from Ursula? Where's the things from whatever? Um, the people here are just like, so what's the deal? And a lot of them are pretty open to it. And, you know, they'll say, maybe they'll say, eh, this isn't really my thing. Or I have a friend who's really into this. Uh-huh. Um, 
that was actually Sofa Wolf was kicking that around for one of their slogans for Comic Cons was Sofa Wolf, buy it for your friend. <laughs> um, but uh, but people, I mean, at Comic Cons, people are pretty open to it. We get people walking past, going, "Oh, furries." And yeah, like you said, they're kind of like, hey, this is that thing I've heard of. Although, when you were going through, like, oh, like furries, and saying, like, oh, like, you know, here's, you know, things by such and such, a lot of people know Ursula Vernon. Yeah. Like, she's actually, like, when I noticed that, like, she's one of the people that people who aren't in the fandom still sort of know her work, which, which is cool. I she's kind of got one foot in and one foot out of the fandom. Yeah. Um, she still comes to furry cons. She's been invited, and oh, yeah. uh, she's happy to be part of it. But she's also got this whole other thing going on. So, um, and I think that's a healthy place for furries to be is, you know, acknowledge the fandom and embrace it, but also... You know, if you can do some stuff outside as well, all that does is it brings people to the furry tables. Not that you would know anything about that. <laughs> uh, I do have another. So, um, so um, do you find, uh, you know, this in comparison to um, to a furry convention in terms of uh, selling fiction, uh, do, do you find that the ratio is any different in terms of selling your, your comics and you know versus the uh, the actual uh, literary fiction? Or um, um, People are definitely about- more interested in comics, um, although I will say people are more interested in comics at furry conventions too because it's such a visual fandom. Um, Soulful's actually built up, um, and, you know, I've built up a fandom. Uh, a couple other authors have. Yeah. And people are now more interested in looking for fiction, but it's kind of a discovery. People in the comics world come here to look for comics, and so that's what they're most receptive to here. Some of them are receptive to books, too. There's some crossover, but uh, generally people are more uh, more open to comics because that's what they come to this con for. Thank you. All right, looks like we have somebody else. You have a, you have a really huge uh, audience this time. Much bigger than last year's one. Yeah. Well, there's no fursuits this year. We've not seen any fursuits oh, come by the booth. I saw fursuit when I was walking around. We've not seen any come by the booth. I did see two. There was um. There's a wolf. There's with a that. Cape. There's a yeah. There's a wolf dressed as Batman who keeps taking off his damn head. Oh, does he? Oh, there was a werewolf here. I, I it wasn't a fursuit, but it was like a werewolf. It's like costume. werewolf vamp- Batman or something. And then there's uh that superhero horse. But what yeah, wow. horses? Okay. So yeah, something the mighty Mustang or something. But anyway, yeah, we got another question for you. Hey guys, it's uh, Jaded Fox again. Hey Jaded. Jaded Fox Thanks one year anniversary. <laughs> Jaded Fox one year anniversary for WonderCon. So, um. They're closing us down in 30 minutes. They can't shut us down. You can't they're stop trying, the signal. They're trying to prevent me from asking a question, apparently. Um. So, I'm kind of curious. Uh, I know that KM, you're still working on Summerhill. Yes, um, I am. Kyle, what are you, uh, what projects are you working on right now that you're allowed to talk about? <laughs> um, well, provided we didn't lose the first half of this, um, I'm working on uh, my Collations novel, which is my um, What Have You Done With Kyle novel. It's got magic and humans in it and no adult scenes. Um, I'm also working on my new secret project, which I acquired over the last month of traveling. Um I am putting together editing on the cupcake that's going to come out 
in the fall and the print version of Weasel Presents, which will come out in the summer. And I'm working on another project, which I hope to be able to say something about in a month or so. Uh, and then various other you know things in my spare time. So, KM, besides Summerhill, what are you working on? Um, well, there is The Secret Project, which I have talked about a few times before. Uh, that's pretty much it at the moment, unfortunately. Various um, unassorted porn stories. That's true. I, 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 I am going to continue to throw little stories out here and there. But uh, I think I at least know what I'm going to work on after I'm done with Summerhill, which... Yeah, that's that's something. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but I'm not working on it yet. I need to do Summerhill first. It takes it takes a lot of effort. Thank you very much. I can't wait to actually listen to the podcast so I can hear your answers a little better. Yes, and I can't We're wait to go to have large amounts of rum drinks with Jaded Fox after the podcast. <laughs> We're all looking forward to that. Yes. Um. I've exhausted your entire audience. Should I start grabbing random people off the street? Do you have any questions? I know everything about you guys and what you do and how you do it. You already... Um, I haven't heard much of your stuff. Did you talk about New York already? Yeah, we did. Okay. Well, that was awesome. We we had a bigger audience before and then they all left. They did. You got ditched by all your friends. Oh, yeah, that's right. I promised I would give a special not shout-out to Joey yeah. and Reggie for oh, leaving. Oh, yeah, for ditching us right as we were going to yeah, start Yeah, we're, like, we're going to start our podcast. To be we're fair, like, we're some leaving. of them did go to a rum bar early, so, I mean, uh, we can't really blame that. Oh, okay, sure. Hello. I do have one question for you guys. Do you ever plan on having Dick Power back on the podcast again? Um, we would like to. It's just yeah. a matter of scheduling. I mean, I anticipate maybe for FC next year, but for what? FC oh. next year, maybe to do what? Uh, have Dick Power back? Oh, Dick Power, dude! Dick Power was epic. Yes, it was. As Blender knows. <laughs> yes. Um, and can't hear because he's beyond the zone of hearing yes. on podcast. He's, th- he's he's outside the cone of silence. We're talking about him and looking right at him. Now he's, now he's even more confused. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'd like to. We haven't... Um, he seemed to have a good time, so, you know, I think it might be a fun thing to do again, but I think he really feeds off the live audience, yeah. so um, I think it would have to be one of the live I don't, shows. I don't know if the mountain bunker is, is a place where he can thrive. Yeah. It's like when you punch holes in a lid and you know, put a stick in there and, like, there you go, jump around, little frog. It's, right. it's like... Nice comparison. Yeah. All right. Have you guys talked much about the Ursa Major nominations? Oh, we forgot to talk about oh, the yeah, Ursa Majors. We haven't. Um, so I'm you're not, both I'm nom- not nominated for anything. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, one of you is nominated for things. The Ursa Majors close uh, April 17th, I believe, is the last day to vote. Uh, you can vote just by going to the website. You need the key that you got to nominate. If you did not nominate, shame on you, but you can still get a key to vote. Um... My it's a novel, very simple process. Yeah. My novel Shadow of the Father is nominated, um, Bridges is nominated, and my out-of-position bonus story, False Dawn, is also nominated. Um, anything else of note? Oh, the FBA. Yeah, the FBA, nomi- which I'm at least tangentially involved with. And uh, we really support them because yes. it's the only furry-created game that's nominated. So we really hope you guys will get out there and support them and, and vote for it. Yeah, in that category, 
there it shouldn't be a question everything else yeah. is like some random video game like Rocket Knight on XBLA it should be the game that's created by furries for furries right exactly it's not up for debate oh but hey that Rocket Knight XBLA game is pretty good <laughs> no it's great it's yeah. fun but come on don't undermine your own arguments I'm not undermining anything yes yeah. vote for FBA um there's a yeah, there's a lot of good stuff nominated. Uh, the other thing that I think I talked about, I still haven't verified this, but we have six novels nominated, and I believe all six of them came from within the fandom. Um, this might be the first time in Ursa Major history that we've had all the novels come from within the fandom. So, congratulations to us. So, yeah, go us. Um, and I just hope we continue to write and continue to put stuff out there and start seeing furry novels show up on other uh, recommended sites and yeah. things. I mean, it's great to have our own awards ceremony, but we were doing some pretty good stuff here. I'd like to see it noticed. That's at zero of the TV shows and movies are by the fandom, so... I know. Get, you know, get, get to, to work, work on slackers. That. Yeah. Come on. Um, yeah, if only we had somebody around here who does a TV show or does video production. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I guess. He's not... He can't hear us now. We'll, we'll, we'll grill him later. Okay. Just for future Remember what I told you about making fun of people who can't hear you? We're calling you out. <laughs> oh, good. What was that? I said, remember what I told you about making fun of people who can't hear you? I know. That's the best time to do it, right? <laughs> or unless you're Dick Power, in which case, make fun of you right to your face. Yes. We're not making fun of him. We're just calling him out. Um, yeah, so... So uh, that happened. So what else? <laughs> uh, hmm... We could wrap it up. I think um, Kit would like it if Kit, we wrap it up. Kit has given us the nod, so yeah. Um, thanks to all the people who came out to see us at WonderCon. Yeah. Um, whether or not they stuck around for the podcast, Reggie and Joey, and um, <laughs> thanks to our Tech Fox for helping out here, and to Kit for bringing the whole darn setup, and to Sofos for letting us use their booth and microphone whistle and microphone whistle, which we appreciate. Um. So, uh, First Church of Microphone Weasel doesn't have the same ring to it. No, not quite. I just appreciate none of you doing an invitation. So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, I'm Kyle Gold. I'm Cam Hirasaki. And uh, good night, and keep writing. <laughs>